the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Trump responding to the attack on a key Saudi oil production facility says even though the U.S. no longer needs Mideast oil and gas, we will help our allies. The U.S. blames Iran for the attack. It cut Saudi oil exports in half, sent crude prices skyrocketing. Still, Energy Secretary Rick Perry expects the market will stabilize before long. Despite Iran's malign efforts... We are very confident that the market is resilient and will respond positively. The president describes the U.S. as locked and loaded as it prepares to respond to the attack, but the White House says that does not necessarily mean military action. And on Wall Street right now, the Dow is down about 77 points. The S&P is off 7 points. This is SRN News. September is Sports Eye Safety Month. According to PreventBlindness.org, more than 25,000 people seek treatment for sports-related eye injuries each year. The good news is that almost all of these injuries can be prevented. In order to be assured that your eyes are protected, it is important that any eye guard or sports protective eyewear are labeled as ASTM F803 approved. This eyewear is performance tested to give you the highest levels of protection. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Definitely a day you want to be hanging out outside if you can. And the neat thing is you can take Wellness 1570 with you because uh, with our mobile app or with TuneIn iHeartRadio, we can be on any smartphone or tablet device with crystal clear digital sound. Your forecast... For today, gorgeous. Sunshine, 81, about 68 tonight. Looking at sunshine and 83 for tomorrow. Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio coming up here on Wellness 1570. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, Uh a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555. 2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing. 
But Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Join us at Calvary Lutheran Church in Golden Valley, September 27th and 28th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're going to laugh a little about some sadness. You know, today, we're calling the show uh, Laughing About Depression. And even though we're going to laugh a little bit because we're going to be joined by comedian Brad Bonner Jr., uh, it, it's a serious subject. You know, there's an epidemic, a pandemic uh, hitting this world, and specifically this country, and it's a mental health disorders. Uh, 60 million Americans, I've heard the number that high, 60 million Americans struggle with depression. Uh, PTSD, where, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go through some stats for you. It is a big deal. And today we're going to address it, we're going to talk about it, and I want to give you back some power. You know, we always hear this thing of speaking truth to power. I I want my power, personal power, inner power, the power within. What does all that mean? And so we got to understand between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. That is a quote by Dr. Viktor Frankl, uh, who's considered the father of logotherapy. And it falls right in line with Dr. Eric Byrne, who's considered the father of transactional analysis. That there's a stimulus and there's a response. That's called a transaction. It's called communication. Someone says something to you, you say something back. We call that communication. In the uh, the educational world, we might call that transactional analysis. Now, you got to know that the mind is six times faster than we talk. So we don't technically respond to what another person says or does. What we do is our mind is so fast, when someone stimulates something, they say or do something, we go to our three channels. The visual channel where we see something, the auditory channel where we say something or are reminded of something that was said to us, or the kinesthetic channel where we feel something or some emotion from the past. And then based on that, we respond. See, that's where your power is. It's the space between. It's the space called the now moment. You know, Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, boy, if you ever thought about that, boy, there would be a lot of things I said if I was being nailed to a cross, especially if I was the son of God. But one of them I think I would not say was, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, which was exactly what the son of God did say. Why? Because he was in full control. He had full power. Between the stimulus and the response, he knew his purpose. He knew why he was there. And so today, we're going to deal with this thing called depression. Do you realize, by the way, that women are almost twice as likely as men to have depression? Stunning. Matter of fact, women who have major depressive disorders, what they call MDD, can have an increased risk of low bone mass, which can lead to fractures and can contribute to their risk for osteoporosis. Matter of fact, women living with MDD showed a higher prevalence of low bone mass, 17%, compared to 2% of women who did not have that. How about the economic impact of depression? Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Did you know that? Worldwide. This is from the WHO in 2017. It's also a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. Neuropsychiatric disorders are the leading cause of disability in the U.S., with major depressive disorder being the most common. 
Mental health, depression, grief, and behavioral conduct is the second leading workplace concern. Do you hear that? Second leading workplace concern following only family issues. And that's based on the Employee Assistance Professionals Association survey last year. Depression's annual, annual toll on U.S. business. You ready for this? About 70 billion, B, 70 billion in medical expenditures, lost productivity, and other costs. Depression accounts for close to 12 billion in lost work days each year. Additionally, more than 11 billion in other costs accrue from decreased productivity due to symptoms that sap energy, affect work habits, cause problems. Can you believe that? This is a big issue. It's not something to be taken lightly. And so big that the Bible even talks about this. Think about that. The Bible talks about this because it's a big deal. I think it's Proverbs 17, 22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Your thoughts can dry your bones. And you got to realize a majority of depression falls in a category called situational depression. And you know what causes situational depression? Our self-talk. We make ourselves sick. And that's why I tell you the battle's the mind. I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. And this is the power. We do have the power to overcome a depression. You know, we're going to have sorrow. We're going to have sadness. This is life. Life has ups and has downs. If you don't believe me, go to a hospital. Tell them you're having chest pains. And they'll hook you up to an electrocardiogram machine. And you know you, what, what you want to see is the rise and the fall, of the systolic and the diastolic. Because life has highs and has lows, has peaks, has valleys, peaks and troughs, as C.S. Lewis said. And you know, a form of depression is called post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. PTSD is a psychiatric disorder that can occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event. Oh my gosh, that's every single human being. And now with the internet, why is it getting such a big deal? Because your unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. Your unconscious mind does not say, oh, you saw that on YouTube. Oh, you saw that on, a, on The Matrix. Oh, you saw that on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 16. It doesn't say that's different. No, it treats every picture as the same. PTSD PTSD has been known by many names in the past. Shell shock, combat fatigue. But now it's not just warriors that are getting it. Every single person, kids are getting it. Uh, Grandparents are getting it. Dogs are getting it. And by the way, women are twice as likely as men, again, to have PTSD. People with PTSD have intense, disturbing thoughts and feelings related to their experience that last long after the traumatic event has ended. In other words, it's like a loop. Uh, I go to sleep with um, uh, uh, comedies on, and they're series, and so there's like 13 episodes on each one of those. And when it's over, it reboots and starts all over again, so it plays all night through. That's what PTSD is like. It's this loop. That keeps playing over and over and over. And what happens when people remember it, remind themselves, recollect it, what happens then is they re-experience it. People with PTSD have intense, disturbing thoughts and feelings related to their experience that that last long after it's over. They relive the event through flashbacks or nightmares that may feel sadness, fear, or anger, and they may feel detached or estranged from other people. See, and that's what's going on. We all have trauma. We all have drama. But it doesn't matter what happens to us. What matters is how do we store it. And so today, after the break, we're going to be joined by comedian Brad Boner, who's going to talk about uh, depression. Uh, And he does a a comedy skit, and he deals with this. And so I thought we'd go into break with a little bit of Brad's comedy. I've I've got a dog that travels everywhere with me. It's a medical alert service dog. And the way this works, any facility I go into, they have to let me take my dog. By law, they can only ask me two questions. Is this a service dog? I say, yes, it is. What service does it provide? I said, I've got a medical condition. She's got to travel with me. And that's it. Facilities I go into can't ask me any more questions. But people, people ask questions. Well, what kind of service? I go, I've got a condition. She says, well, what kind of condition? Well, she just lets me know. Well, like what? 
what is it? You mean you want to know what's wrong with me? They'll go, yeah, yeah. Is it cancer? Is it uh, seizure disorder? Is it diabetes? And isn't that none of their business, right? Isn't, haven't they crossed a line, right? So if they cross a line, it's okay for me to cross some lines, right? So I make things up. And if you do it with a straight face, people believe you. My favorite is I tell people, well, I have IBS. Yeah, I have irritable bowel syndrome, and uh, she lets me know if I'm going to poop myself. I don't always know right away, you know, and she can sense it somehow. I think it's because her nose is closer to my butt. I'm not sure how it works. Maybe she catches a whiff of something before it comes out. I don't know. Maybe she hears a little gurgling. I don't, I don't know. How she, oh, matter of fact, she's acting up. I should probably get going just to... You know. They got it coming, don't they? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening changes lives. Listen to this fireman's comments as he compares other training to Leadership Awakening. It's like no other. You know, people say that you're crazy for running into a burning building, but... You know, the one thing they have in common is adrenaline. You know, from, from go, when Mr. V opened those doors and said, you may enter, it was, it was nonstop adrenaline, but it's unlike anything I've ever done. It's pushed me in ways that I never thought I could be pushed. And it was only 48 hours. I spent six yeah. months in fire academy, so. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life. Learn how to achieve that purpose and tackle any challenge. Give Mr. Black 48 hours at the next Leadership Awakening class and watch powerful change take place in your life. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Like It Matters. We don't take applicants, only commitment. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am your blessed radio host. Your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you listen to commercials in between segments, you find out that May is Mental Health Disorder Month. Uh, no, it's not a time to pick one up. Uh, it's a time to focus on uh, the the uh, plenty of supply that there are of them out there. And today we're going to really go in depth. And today, uh, depth, we're going to laugh. Uh, about depression because, you know, sometimes you just got to take control with what's going on in your head and your heart. You know, I heard a story years ago, a story about a man who made a mistake and he wound up in prison. 
Now, it wasn't a big mistake, so he wasn't going to be in prison but a couple of years. And so he figured out while I was in prison that he was going to make sure he figured out the pattern. He figured out what to do, so he's going to make this his couple of years stay in prison as quick as possible, as, as easy as possible. Uh, and he was just follow the rules and get out of there. And so he had, happened to share a cell with his older gentleman. He'd been in prison for 20 years and would spend the rest of his life in prison. So he figured this was a good cellmate to have. You know, I could watch this old man and figure things out uh, and then, you know, get out of here, go on my life and start over. And so as these uh, first couple of days in the cell with his uh, bunkmate there, his cellmate, uh, he's noticing things happening. And uh, one day before lunch, uh, it was real quiet. Uh, the, the cell doors were getting ready to open up. And somebody in the cell down, down, the, down the road there yelled out, 22! And the whole place died laughing. And he didn't think much of it. He went on. Uh, later that night, evening, uh, dinner time, mess hall time, uh, they're getting ready to go to, to dinner. And all of a sudden, someone screams out, 81! And the whole place dies laughing. And he's just scratching his head again, not thinking much of it, just new here, kind of wanting to fit in. A couple days later, it's morning time, and they're just getting up. The, the cell doors are still closed. The lights are coming on. And someone yells out, 53! And the whole place dies laughing. And now the guy goes, I got to figure out what's going on here. So he goes, oh, man. He said, Yo, I'm, you know, all of a sudden we're doing nothing, and someone yells out a number, and people start laughing. What's the deal? And he said, well, son, he said some of us, have been in the slammer so long and going to be in here for the rest of our lives that we don't tell the same jokes over and over. What we do is we put a number to the joke. And so whenever we yell out the number, they know that joke and they just laugh accordingly. And he goes, that's a pretty cool system. I like that. And so now he's been here a couple of weeks and going on a month and now he figures, okay, I'm starting to fit in. So I'm going to become one of the guys. So I'm going to, I'm going to do what I saw other people do. So one night's dark, the cell light doors are closed. They're getting ready for bed and he yells out 75 and it's absolutely silent. Not a laugh, not a guffaw, nothing. So a couple of days later, it's getting ready to the mess hall. It's lunchtime. Uh, it's all quiet. Cell doors are getting ready to open up. He yells out, 16, and nobody laughs. It's absolute silence. Not a guffaw, not a nothing. You couldn't hear anything. Well, that's really weird. So he lets it go a few days, and a couple days later, it's uh, dinner time, and they're getting ready to line up in the, to go to the mess hall, and he remembered they yelled out 53, so he knew 53 had a number. Maybe the other ones didn't have a joke tied to him, so he goes, 53, and nobody laughed at all. And with that, he just got so perplexed. And he looked at the old man and said, old man, what, what's going on here? I thought you said that when you yelled out a number, people know a joke associated with that number. And then they laugh. He goes, I've done it three times now. And I've got not a single laugh. And with that, the old man looked at the young man and said, well, son, some people just don't know how to tell a joke. <laughs> now, that's probably the worst introduction that Brad Bonner has ever had in his life. But one thing I can tell you about Brad Bonner is he does know how to tell a joke. So uh, let's welcome uh, part of the dry, uh, what is dry bar comedy, uh, Mr. Brad Bonner Jr. Brad, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Well, good morning, Mr. Black, and I've had worse intros. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, that, that's a tough joke, but I, I got to tell you, I love that joke. Uh, because there's nothing to it. It's that's you know it's one it's yeah. a Seinfeld joke. You know the whole show about nothing, and that whole joke yeah. there's nothing to that joke. But as you know, with humor, a lot of times it's not what you're doing; it's the way you're delivering it. You know, it's the intonation, yeah. it's the pausing, it's the inflection. You know that. I, I was watching some of your stuff on YouTube this morning, and uh, man, uh, laughed. Uh, some of it didn't want to play on the radio; it's a little too personal. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> other stuff good. So, Brad, again, so so glad you're joining us here. Uh, real quick, uh, how, how did we meet? I mean, you're a comedian. You live in Sacramento. Uh, I'm a leadership trainer. I change lives. I live in Texas. Uh, how did uh, Scott Black and Brad Bonner uh, meet? Um, Bobby Harding went through your leadership and, uh, told my wife that she needed to go. They had a lot of similar baggage and childhood trauma that, uh, needed to be left behind and in order to move forward. And so, uh, my wife went to it and we were at a tough spot in our marriage. Matter of fact, the four days before she went, I wasn't, I stayed in a hotel. Mm. We had just been struggling and it's just like, there's just 
um, we've got, there's got to be some changes that we make. And she came out different and, uh, um, she wanted me to go and we really didn't have the money to do it, but we did it anyway. And so I went out to Minneapolis and, uh, it gave me a new focus and commitment in life. So yeah. and it really confirmed the direction I was going, but just gave me, you know, just really hone that focus down. Yeah. And then since then, you know, you just had uh, Elena went through one of your employees there. Uh, yeah. yeah. She yep, went through she huge impact on her life. So much the point that, uh, her husband who, uh, is struggling with PTSD just happens to be what we're talking about right now. Uh, we'll yeah, be, we'll yeah. be joining us next week in Chicago. Uh, so awesome. yeah. Time. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible what we're doing. And you know, we talk about this a lot because one thing I, you know, we hear people talk all the time about power. You know, uh, you know, I want my power. I want to speak truth to power. But that word is anomalization. You know, anomalization is a word that falls in the group uh, category of words called generalizations. And what makes anomalization anomalization is that, that you, you cannot put it in a wheelbarrow. You know, success is anomalization. You and I can both want to be successful. We can have it totally defined differently, though. Uh, to you, yeah. it could be so much money. It could be some type of marriage. To me, it could be a relationship with God or, or, you know, bringing someone to Christ once a week, whatever it is. We could both be using the same word, but have a totally different meaning. Same thing with love. You know, uh, you know, we count, I counsel a lot. You know, one, one spouse says, well, if you love me, you do this. And the other one says, well, yeah, if you love me, you do this. Oh, yeah. Well, if you love it. And really what it is, is they haven't clearly defined with each other uh, a, a term. What does it mean to love? What does that look like? Yeah. Or, or for some people, what does that sound like? For some people, what does that feel like? Because yeah. we all process What's different their language. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So that power, I truly believe, and and you believe there's power uh, in humor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you can take a tragedy, something tragic in your life, and you can laugh at it, it becomes less than. It really does. It gives you power over it, and it allows you to step back away from it, and really, it gives you perspective. Yeah, and so um, you know that's uh, laughing at those dark things. Um, you know, can can snap you out of it. I've got we had a uh, we had a young lady that works for us um, a couple of months ago. Sent my wife a text message that said, "I am standing on the bridge. I'm done. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for all you've done. You'll get along fine without me." That was a text message from this 17-year-old girl. Right. You have to realize we live about 15 minutes from the fourth highest bridge in the country. It's almost 800 feet. The Golden Gate Bridge is about seven or 350. This one's almost 800 feet. And so we get this text message, and my wife panics, and she goes, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to her. Can you talk to her? And so I called her up. I go, Where, what are you, what's going on? She goes, I just don't want to do this anymore. I go, no, you don't want to die. You just want that pain to stop. This isn't the way to do it. Where are you at? Um, she says, I'm standing on the bridge right now. I said, what bridge are you on? She said, Fair Oaks. I go, what avenue, Fair Oaks? She goes, yeah. I go, that's a crappy bridge to jump off of. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 40 feet off the water. She goes, but there's hypothermia. I go, how long is that going to take? Did you like do some research and find out how long you're going to be cold? I go, you're going to sprain your ankle jumping off that bridge, and then you're going to flop around for two hours waiting for hypothermia. <laughs> and then she just starts laughing. And I said, why don't you come hang out with us? We're doing karaoke. That's going to be much better than flopping around in the American River. And she laughed, and she walked off the bridge and got in her car and came and spent the evening with us. Wow. And it was, I don't recommend, that's probably not good that I'm on the suicide hotline. <laughs> yeah. Criticizing the bridge. But it was, it was funny, and she laughed, and it got her out of her head, and it got her to stop and look at what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and, and please, so, yeah. uh, if you're just listening, please do not take what we're doing is taking a lightness about this. Absolutely not. No. Uh, absolutely. No, not so please all. do not it's, take it's that at all. No, and, and Brad, yeah. I think both of us can say, uh, I've struggled with depression all my life. How about you? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, uh, about, about a year ago, I found a suicide note that I wrote in the sixth grade. And, um, and even the note was funny. Um, there was no date on the note. And, but I knew it was the sixth grade because uh, the, the, after my suicide note, the next entry, um, in the sixth grade, I sat next to Michelle Madsen. And I'm left-handed, and she's right-handed, and our elbows would touch while we were writing. And that's a big deal when you're in the sixth yeah. grade. And I had a crush on her. And so my note said, I don't want to live anymore. I just want to die. No one will ever miss me. And then my next entry after that said, I think Michelle Madsen's a fox. <laughs> so that was 
that was my that was my carbon. Wow, <laughs> and that was and that, that, that's how I knew it was the sixth grade. Well, yeah. not only that, that was your will to keep alive. You know, uh, Doctor uh, <laughs> yeah. Victor Frankel. Yeah. I mean, he spent time in Auschwitz. He saw his pregnant wife slaughtered by the Nazis. He saw uh, father and mother uh, killed by the Nazis. And in Auschwitz, he came with a concept called logotherapy. And he said, you know, the Nazis could take our food, they could take our clothing, but they could not take our spirit. They could not take our will. And he said that had to be freely given. He said, you know, when you can find meaning in anything, even suffering, then it has value. And that's what we're talking about now. We're not downplaying the serious pain that 60 million Americans struggle with. Trust me, there are many days I wake up where I'm disappointed. Where I'm like, oh, God, you still have me here. I'm not going home yet. Okay. And then I shake it off. I pick myself up. I dust myself off. And I hit it again. And so stay with us, Brad. We're going to keep on for the whole radio show. We're going to go to a three-minute break. But today, we're talking with comedian Brad Bonner, Jr. Uh, and we're talking about depression. And we're talking about how humor uh, can overcome many sorrows in life. We'll be back in three minutes. What can you do in 48 hours? What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like it matters, leadership awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare leadership awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening where 48 hours will change your life. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-life across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-life across America, the what can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Hear what this human resource manager says about the impact of Leadership Awakening on her life. With uh, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, it changed my culture to say, okay, I have to set example. I know I am the manager, but sometimes I have failed up until now to really deliver my word. So those things changed the very first day I came back. And it's just absolutely fascinating. So of course they are looking at me like, what happened to you? And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost. It is a miracle. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, education and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And it is May, and May is Mental Health Disorder Month. We're just bringing awareness 
to the mental health crisis. And there is a mental health crisis. And you look at all the anger, all the bitterness, all the hurt, all the trauma, all the drama. And the problem is we've always had it, but we never were told to hold on to it. And now we're keeping our pound of flesh. We keep our record of wrong. I mean, look at all these people that go on these shooting sprees out there. And then you read their little uh, their little notes, their little diary, their little journal, their little uh, statement of why they did what they did. And it's a record of every wrong, every hurt that's ever done to them, how life is so unfair, how this is wrong, how that's wrong. And they've been keeping it, remembering it, reminding themselves, recollecting it over and over and over and over. And then you have a political system that wants to get you angry. Uh, you got to believe that the Republicans are going to destroy your rights and the Democrats are going to do this to you because angry people vote. The problem is what happens after the election's over? Where does the anger go? Well, the anger goes to the person who cuts you off on the freeway. The anger goes to that spouse who's not doing what you want. The anger goes to that kid who's part of your problem and why your life's so unhappy. The anger goes to that boss who fired you last week and now you have nowhere to turn. And then all of a sudden we stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. And so today we're making light of it, but not light of the fact of it. But basically, how do you overcome it? Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. Uh, and I can give you story after story uh, about people who've uh, on a medication, antidepressants, uh, suicidal before my class and then go through my class and life is different. So we got on the phone line joining us, uh, comedian Brad Bonner Jr. Again, Brad, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you. So uh, you, uh, you're a comedian. How long have you been in the comedy business? Uh, over 20 years, maybe 25 years as a livelihood. Wow. Um, I sold the business when I was in my 30s to do uh, entertainment for a living. And how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to find out more? I know you're all over YouTube, but how would they find your stuff? Uh, you can go to bradbonnerjr.com. It's B-R-A-D-B-O-N-A-R-J-R.com. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well. I'm easy to get a hold of and find. Awesome. Um, also, our uh, One Degree of Separation Life is a website for our uh, comedy show about depression and suicide. And we're going to talk about that in the last segment. Uh, real quick, have you noticed you've been comedy 20 years? Uh, at least I think so. Val and I, my wife and I, we loved, used to love to go to comedy shows. That was one of our things. We'd go all the time. Uh, and I yeah. am—I don't hide the fact I'm a born-again believer. I'm a believer in the God of the Bible, and I'm also a believer in the Bible. I think there's a lot more people who believe in the God of the Bible than believe in the Bible. I think we have an epidemic of crisis, and people don't really know what that crisis is. The crisis is people actually don't believe the Bible. If they did believe the Bible, they'd be living their life differently. If they did believe the Bible, uh, there wouldn't be all these questions out there about this and about that. And so I want you to know I'm a, I'm a Bible believer. I eat Scripture daily. I send it out to thousands of people daily. Uh, and so, boy, I'll tell you, it, I, I, we stopped going to comedy clubs uh, because they're just yeah. so dark. Matter of fact, the guy who plays Ron Swanson on um, uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, I took— what? Yep. I, I, I got to tell you a quick story. I wanted Val loves loves Parks and Recreation. We love a good thing. Ron Swanson, you know, we laugh at him. So we thought it'd be great for Val's birthday a couple of years ago. He was at an indie casino in Oklahoma, right on the Texas state line. And so I bought tickets. I, I got a room there. I figured we'd do it nice. We don't get to do stuff. Uh, and, you know, we got there, and we had good seats, and I paid good money, and he starts off really dark. I mean, really, the whole thing's about how to, uh, and we got kids listening, so how to take care of one's own needs. Uh, that's the opening right. part. Uh, and we, you know, kind of thought, wow, this is kind of starting off not the way we wanted, but we didn't want to be prudes, and so we just looked at each other, and we said, no big deal, just move beyond, even though, man, it could have been covered in 30 seconds, and he went on for like five minutes, like, okay, not, okay, so we figured, okay, we don't yeah. want to be prudes, let's enjoy it, okay, I'm sure it's going to get better, and then he goes into singing, he has a little banjo, a ukulele, whatever it is, that little thing, and he starts doing a song called Dashboard Jesus. And uh, about a bobblehead Jesus on his car. And as long as bobblehead Jesus were there, he could do anything he wanted to do. And he went into graphic detail about what he and other people in his car were doing. But it was okay because bobblehead Jesus was there. And uh, we, j we just couldn't sit there for that. I mean, they were yeah, mocking yeah. Jesus. I mean, uh, and so we felt bad, but we had to walk out. 
Uh, we walked out and we went outside and actually gave our tickets to someone in line. We didn't want them to get more money. So here, don't spend more money. Here, take our tickets because we don't want to see this. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's tough. And, and so have you, have you noticed that co- the comedy has changed over the last 20 years? Yeah, I, um, it is. It's uh, especially with young comics. When I talk to them, I talk to them about you have to analyze why people are laughing. Because people will laugh for different reasons. For example, uh, I bet that first part of the show, even though it was offensive and you didn't like it, you were probably laughing with the audience. Uh, the beginning part, a little bit, but it yeah. became harder and harder even to laugh. Even though it was, yeah. yeah. It became blasphemous. And, yeah. But yeah, you're still laughing with the audience, even though it wasn't funny to you. Yep. And people will laugh because they're uncomfortable. Yep. They'll laugh because they're disgusted. They'll laugh because you shock them. Um, and those are the cheap laughs. Then they'll laugh because of something clever, recognition. They'll laugh to, to let you know that they get what you're talking about. They'll laugh to let you know that I can relate to that. Um, they'll laugh because you surprised them. Mm. And so those first ones are easier laughs to get. And so with a lot of comics, that's what they go to. You know, They laughed. It was crude and raunchy. I've gone to a comedy show where people laughed through the whole thing. And as they're leaving, I can listen to them saying, I'll never come to see that guy again. That wow. was disgusting. Wow. And then laugh through the whole thing. Wow. They didn't want to be prude. They didn't want to, yep. you know, laughter's con- contagious, even if it's uh, for the wrong reason. Yep. So. Let me ask you, you call your uh, dry bar comedy. What, where'd you get the name from, dry bar comedy? No, dry bar comedy is a, uh, you like this, actually, because you like comedy. So there's a company called VidAngel. And they have a streaming service like Netflix or Amazon. Um, but what they do is they filter content. So you can go onto their service and see what movies and films or regular TV shows that they have. And you can say, all right, I want to watch Scarface with my children. Mm-hmm. But I don't want any nudity. I don't want any language. I don't want any violence. It may only be like seven minutes long, but it'll filter that. So they got sued by Disney for doing clean content of all things. <laughs> and for for editing movies. Yeah. And so um, while they were in that lawsuit, they decided, let's develop our own content. Let's develop clean content that people can go to and feel safe with. So they started up what's called Dry Bar Comedy, and they uh, built a theater in Orem, Utah, so you have to be clean. You don't have to be LDS, or it doesn't have to be Christ-based comedy, but it has to be clean there just because of where it's at. Mm-hmm. And they started shooting comics from all over the country. And there's a huge roster of comics, and it's all clean comedy. Wow. And uh, so that's a, that's a great place to go. As a matter of fact, they do, uh, if you see a promotion for Dry Bar, as seen on Dry Bar Comedy or Dry Bar Comedy Tour, you know, you can feel safe going to those shows that it's not going to be raunchy and crude and nasty. Well, that's cool because I love that. I used to love uh, Till Death, uh, the guy, the big tall guy, and everybody loves Raymond, the brother. I can't think of his name yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah, he, Brad Garrett. Yeah, Brad Garrett. So he had five years, and he had this Kenny. This I forgot the guy's name, a black guy. He a really funny guy. Uh, he would do the uh, uh, the commercials for that little gym, that little ten dollar a month gym. But uh, really funny, oh, yeah, yeah. really funny guy. But fitness or, yeah. yeah. So I went to this comedy show uh, in in Texas, uh, and again we did stay for it. We stayed for the whole thing. Uh, but it was tough because the about the whole time he was basically having. Uh, relations, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, with a chair for his, uh, right. through the whole skit. I mean, it was yeah. just in the middle of nowhere. He'd start having, quote, relations with a chair uh, in the middle of everything. And it was, like, uh, so offensive. And every word was F. And uh, it was like, whoa. And, and it, that showed me when it really shifted. And, um, and so yeah. I, I love the fact that there is comedy out there that we can still watch. But I want to kind of wrap up this this last two minutes here and then go into the fourth segment about uh, what you're doing, one degree of separation. We talked about you and I have both struggled with depression. Uh, and depression's yeah. always had a stigma. You know, like you're weak, you're this. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think it takes a strong person to admit when they struggle. I think it takes a strong person to reach out to get help. I think it takes a strong person uh, to be able to look someone in the eye and say, I struggle. Uh, I There are good days I have, and there are many days that aren't good, and I have to overcome. Um, how have you uh, embraced that your mental struggles? How have you turned them around to make it turn it from a negative into a positive? Uh, daily or as a theme? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know the, the comedy is that, but what do you do personally? How do you get yourself out of the funks when you find yourself in a funk? 
So my, my depression comes on uh, kind of like a cold, usually. I can feel it coming on for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's times the night before I'll tell my wife, hey, tomorrow's just going to be hard. I can feel it coming on. Um, um, sometimes, you know, you go to bed, you feel fine, you wake up with a cold. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes there's things that will trigger it, trigger it, financial things, you know, different stuff. But uh, it really does. It comes on like a cold. And so I have uh, some meditation things that I do. Um, I have a meditation I do first thing in the morning. So you get inside um, your head. You get inside your head. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my meditation I have, uh, there's a uh, um, a tree out in the desert between uh, Utah and Nevada near that border um, that I used to drive past all the time. And from this tree, you cannot see another tree. As far as your eyes can see, there is not another tree in sight. And this is perfectly formed cypress tree that just stands perfect, defiant, in the middle of everything. And it's just there. And so that's my place I go to. And when I'm there, there is uh, um, three people um, as I'm sitting there. And I'm sitting against this tree. It's my grandma, my best friend, and Jesus. But Jesus is there, not as Jesus. He's there because he's my friend. And he's just there to hang out and listen to me. And that's my morning meditation, and that's where I start. Wow. And that's what it's a mind game. It's about getting in the game. It's about get, being a player, but getting in the game and start taking control of what's going on in your head. And that's what we teach you. And after the break, we're going to go into your uh, the comedy group that you created to deal with this thing called depression, to he- to face it head on, and to overcome it. So I am Mr. Black. We're talking with comedian Brad Bonner Jr., and we'll be back in three minutes. Give a, give a person a fish, and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish, and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you are made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions, and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Parkinson's disease is a neurological movement disorder affecting an estimated 1 million Americans, including many under age 40. The American Parkinson Disease Association is the largest grassroots network in the United States, working to help ease the burden and find the cure for those coping with Parkinson's. Visit APDAoptimism.org today to find out how you can help millions live with dignity and optimism. Your action today will help APDA put an end to Parkinson's disease. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show, you want to listen to it in its entirety. I always tell people, give me 48 minutes every day, and I'll give you an opportunity to take control of what's going on in your head. So you can always go to our website, likeitmattersradio.com, and listen to this radio show and many other archive messages. Uh, in the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, we are on the terrestrial stations, AM 1570. Go to AM dial. Every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m., replayed 5 to 6 p.m. And you can live stream with them on TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. We're on in St. Louis, 7 to 8 p.m. I think it's 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m. The St. Louis Gospel Experience every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Go to uh, iTunes. iTunes, you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. Uh, And if you do Facebook, uh, check out Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash L-I. I am radio. Today we're talking about depression and we're talking with comedian Brad Bonner Jr. Brad, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you, sir. Now I want to talk about this last segment because you and I have struggled with depression. Uh, you know, one of the things that I do in my class is I teach people how they work. And you know that I, I take a very unique approach uh, and I tell people I want to get you out of your head. I, I get people out of their head for two days. I teach them how they work uh, and then I help get them back in there. And, and you notice a huge difference when you came back from class the first couple weeks out of class. You noticed a, a difference internally, mentally, correct? Yes. Yeah, and you probably saw that in Victoria, too. At least first couple of weeks when they come back, when it's fresh, when it's new, uh, we can fall back in old patterns because they go to my class for 48 hours and people are 30, 40, 50 years old. I mean, two days versus 10,000 days, uh, it, it's not a fair comparison. But, uh, you know, I teach people how they work. Uh, people come out of my training uh, and they're no longer on antidepressants. They come out of my training, they're no longer on high blood pressure medicine. They go to their doctor and they go, doctor, uh, wow, I feel a lot better than the doctor goes, what are you doing? You don't need high blood pressure medication. You don't need depression medication. I've heard that thousands of times. That's what I believe. I teach people how they work. That's my way to solve or deal with this issue of depression. But you actually uh, have a unique way. You've actually created a group of comedians that are dealing with this. Tell us about what you're doing. So uh, after I found my suicide note, um, I started thinking about, uh, it's only been really the last couple of years of my life, I'm 56, that I've ever really honestly talked about my depression. Um, Even seven, eight years ago, I talked to my doctor about it, and I just kind of hem-hawed, yeah, you know, I might be struggling, and, and the truth was I was sleeping with a gun in my hand with my finger on the trigger. That's how I'd go to bed at night when I was on the road, just hoping I'd wake up and have enough you know, strength to pull the trigger. And, but I, I couldn't talk about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that to my doctor. I just said, yeah, I might have some depression. So let's try something. Um, and it's only been the last year and a half, two years that I've honestly talked about it. And so after that note, I thought, you know, as comics, we'll talk about anything on stage. So I'm going to put together a show where this is what we talk about. So I started working with doctors. I have some real good doctor friends, psychiatrist friends, lots of therapist friends and said, as a, as a medical professional, healthcare professional, mental healthcare professional, what are the topics and things that you'd want to see talked about? If you went to a show about this, even though it's a comedy show, what are the topics? What are the things that are so taboo and the things that need to be addressed? And so I took all of these notes from these conversations and I came up with five questions. And so our show format is everybody comes out and does five minutes of comedy because I want the audience to know us. This is us. We laugh. We make people laugh. We look like we're happy up on stage. And then we come back up as a panel of four and we run through these five questions. And within those five questions, we really cover all of the things that nobody will talk about. And we're not up there as experts. Like we all have our, as a matter of fact, as you see us talk, you can see people are at different stages of figuring out their depression. And some of us haven't so much and some better and some use meds, some haven't, some haven't been clinically diagnosed, some have. Um, but the big thing we want to t- people to take away is to see what it looks like to talk about it. And we laugh about it and we laugh at each other and we bust each other's chops up on stage. And uh, it's just been an amazing process putting it together. And every show we do is just amazing. Um, every show we get personal messages, private messages and conversations from people that just say, I've never felt safe talking about it. And this showed me what that looks like. Well, you know, in a time that we talk about everything, 
We talk about what we do in the bedroom. We talk about who we share our bed with, whether it's men or women, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. We, we talk about everything. We talk about, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, boy, there's nothing out of line except Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus. You can talk about Islam and yeah. Muslim and Allah, yeah. but you can't talk about Jesus. But, you know, but it's weird that it's depression is one of those things that still has that stigma. Uh, how many shows have you done so far, do you think? Uh, we've done our fourth show. We've got a show on May 29th coming up. We're at, uh, then we're filmed. We're, um, it'll be in Sacramento at last unlimited. And then on June 7th, we're doing a show at the Throckmorton theater in mill Valley, which is North of San Francisco. This was Robin Williams home theater. Mm. Uh, he and Dana Carvey used to drop in there and do comedy uh, a couple times a month for decades. And you look at, at the comedians, theater, so. how many comedians have taken yeah. their life? I mean, you know, the yeah. sadness, the sorrow, the pain, you know, a lot of us mask our pain with humor. It's a great stress yeah. reducing thing. And so, man, some of the saddest people in the world are some of the funniest people in the world. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a joke that uh, actually our first show, one of the comics closed the show with this joke. And he says, this guy goes into his doctor's office and says, doctor, I'm so depressed. I'm done. I just want to die. I don't want to live another day. And the doctor says, you need to go see the great Fibonacci. He goes, what? He goes, you got to go see this clown, Fibonacci. He goes, I'm telling you, people go and watch this guy's show. And they laugh and they enjoy it so much it changes their lives and it changes their outlook on things. He goes, you just got to go see the great Fibonacci. And he says, doctor, I am the great Fibonacci. (laughs) So true. So true. And it's very true. It's it's a funny joke because it's very real. It's very real. You know, we make people laugh up on stage and then, you know. You end up alone in a hotel room and yep, and doing know, holding a gun. Yeah, amen, amen. So, what is your outcome yeah. for your show? When you do a show, what is your outcome? How do you know if you've been successful or not? Um, well, for one thing, we do interviews afterwards. Um, we have a camera there, and we ask you, you know, what were your thoughts? What happened? Um, the amount of feedback that we get, the amount of people that come to re- come to future shows as well. We have people that are coming to every show. Wow! Because uh, they're all different. Even though um, the, the show's formatted so that I could bring in different comics, it doesn't have to be me and the same three comics. It can be somebody else hosting it. Um, and our, our big picture is that this will cover the country, and it'll be too busy for me to do. And I need to format it um, so that I can train other comics and other groups to be able to do the same show. Amen. And it's just, uh, you know, our uh, the first show we did, we had a, a friend of mine. He brought his son. He's 25, struggles with depression. And his son brought his girlfriend. And nobody knew that she struggled. Nobody. Wow. She never talked about it in her life. And he said after that show, he said on the drive home, she spewed. Wow. She just let it out and sobbed and said, I've, you know, and I saw this in the army and I've got some trauma and I just never felt safe to talk about it. And I feel safe right now to talk about it. So you gave her permission. She was given permission. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's the name of it again? It's uh, it's the number one, but it's one degree of separation dot life is our website. And the show is called One Degree of Separation, a funny look at depression and suicide. Awesome. Well, Brad, you're making a huge impact. I appreciate you being a friend. I appreciate you being a brother in Christ and uh, being a graduate of Like It Matters. And uh, we're going to get you into adventure September or October, and uh, we'll have a lot to laugh about afterwards. I promise you that, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, my friend. You have a great day. I will do. Thanks, All right. Man. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just about touchy-feely. This is about money. You know, the economic impact of depression. Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. That's from the World Health Organization. Neuropsychiatric disorders are the leading cause of disability in the U.S., with major depressive disorder being the most common. That's from a study in 2013. Mental health, which is depression, grief, and behavioral conduct, is the second leading workplace concern only behind family issues. So you got depressed employees, uh, bosses, you're having a partial employee. When you got an employee going through a divorce, you got a partial employee. When you got an employee struggling with their bills and money, you got a partial employee. When you got an employee struggling with being molested or abused as a child, you got a partial employee. This all falls under the category of mental health. Depression's annual toll on U.S. businesses, ready, $70 billion in medical expenditures, lost productivity, and other costs. 
Depression accounts for close to 12 billion in lost work days each year. Additionally, more than 11 billion in other costs accrue from decreased productivity due to symptoms that sap energy, affect work habits, cause problems with concentration, memory, and decision making. That's from the Wall Street Journal, and that was in 2001. You realize how many more billions of dollars are added to that 18 years later? Ladies and gentlemen, I can help you with this. Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me teach you how you work. Let me get you out of your head because it's hell for a lot of people in there. And let me teach you how it works. Let me teach you how you create experience. Let me teach you to give you back your power. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. Let me give you back your power. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. The following is a true story. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.